Good evening or good morning, depending on when you're watching and or listening to this. Uh, we are live. It is Tuesday night, March 12th. So it's almost Pi Day uh, at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook. And what we do after this, usually the next day, depending on how busy I am, but we download it and then we upload it onto YouTube and we upload it into our podcast, which is called How to Train Your Service Dog. Uh, how to train your service dog.com is our online course and how to train your service dog is also our Facebook group for people who are owner training their dogs. Now we have a special guest with us tonight and her name is Karen George and she is our Gainesville trainer. And I actually met Karen was it about a year ago. About a year ago. About a year ago. She came out because uh, she wanted me to evaluate Holstein for our service dog program. And Holstein is fantastic. So she started with that, but she was so knowledgeable about training. She had been uh, training dogs for how long? Years. Uh, uh, four years. Four at years. That point. Okay. Yeah. So she had been training, you know, for, for a long time. She was very knowledgeable. He came out you know, fully prong collar trained, e-collar trained, um, just needed some help with the public access and task stuff. So that was great. So she's who we recommend for people in Gainesville now. If you're in Gainesville and you need private training or she also does group classes. Yes, we do group class. And let me look, my group classes, our group classes are monthly, but they're not the same Saturday every month. And she likes to keep you on your toes. <laughs> Um, but Vicki will be posting the group classes uh, uh, on her email um, yep. newsletter thing um, when so you'll know when they are. Yes. So, and if you're in Gainesville, if you're around Gainesville, even if you're in Ocala and it's equidistance to get to me and to Karen, mm -hmm. go to both of them, guys. Yeah. Like, it's fantastic. And what Karen does in her, her real life not her superhero identity, right? Her real life, she's a nurse. I'm a registered nurse. Um, my uh, specialty is, um, uh, uh, what is that? Interventional radiology, which is, I do That's procedural nursing. Um, but as a nurse, we're, uh, all nurses are trained in general nursing, which includes nutritional uh, training, uh, education and training. We actually get more education on nutrition and diet than doctors do. Right. <laughs> that's part of nursing school. So that's so, what we're going to talk about today. Cause a year ago when I first met Holstein, now Holstein, if you guys don't know who he is, he's the big white with black spots and kind of looks like a Holstein cow. Um, just spotty wise, uh, who was with gypsy yesterday at universal. That was the second time they've done universal together. And you know, we've seen Holstein for the last year, but when he first came out, he was kind of chunky. Yeah. <laughs> he was a so, chunky monk. Holstein's um, weight loss journey started after my personal weight loss journey. Um, I used to be uh, just over 260 pounds. I don't know how much because I didn't weigh myself. And how I started my weight loss journey is I um, stopped eating McDonald's for two weeks. <laughs> and after stopping eating McDonald's for two weeks, meaning breakfast, lunch, and supper was McDonald's. Um, I weighed myself and weighed 254 pounds. So I don't know what my top weight was, but I knew I lost weight and I was already feeling better. But the reason why I started my weight loss journey is because I had um, problems with my knee. And um, I, uh, the knee surgeon would not do anything the, uh, for me unless I lost weight. So 
yes, I'm a nurse and I was o- over obese. And there are a lot of nurses because we tend to uh, take care of our patients before ourselves. Well, that is so, very stressful. And yeah. people don't have a lot of time, especially yeah. nurses. You guys have such wonky hours. So, you know, yeah. you want the fast food, you want something quick. You're not going to come home and spend two hours cooking because you don't have that time. And we eat emotionally. Right. So, yeah. And um, so I had to go through a lot of um, self, um, uh, self-awareness of why I was eating and, and what I, uh, how my emotions were connected to food and how it was self-soothing with food. Um, and I had to deal with that. Well, um, I had a young puppy, Holstein, during my oh, weight loss so journey. Cute as a puppy. Yeah. And um, it was unknown on what breed he was he was actually. Um, the vet didn't know what size he was going to be. Okay. And we had we at the time we had mastiffs and great Pyrenees, and um, we fed them a certain amount, and we fed the puppy the same amount. Yeah. So by the time he was eight months old, he was obese. Um, he was a hundred over 135 pounds at eight, eight months old. Wow. Um, how did we know he was obese? That's first big question to um, for you to to ask yourself. How do I know if my dog is obese? Um, there's a good um, visual um, picture that the pet obesity site. Um, let me see. Let me tell you what the, uh, sorry about that. Um, do you have the visual up or? No, okay, that's because okay. I saved it as a PDF and it's telling me I can't put up a PDF. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I'll pull it up. And, okay. Uh, she messaged these to me this yeah, morning and I'm like, true. I'm going to be so smart and put them on here. And then this is what happens. I apologize guys. Um, when we're done, I'll switch them all into um, pictures and I will yeah. put the pictures up so you guys can see them. But to see them, you're going to have to go onto the dream dogs page on Facebook. So this is a world organization about global nutrition for dogs and it's a body condition score is, is what you're going to see. And, um, it's a, a number system between one and nine. And if your dog is in the number system uh, between one and three, your dog is underweight. Four and six, your dog, uh, four and four to six, your dog is ideal weight. Um, and, and seven to nine, your dog is obese. Okay. You can or hold it overweight. up if you want to, so they can see too. Okay. So if you're listening to it, sorry, Charlie. So I don't know if I can do it this way. There you go. Uh, we'll so here we go. We'll do this. So you guys see that? Okay. So it's a visual that helps you look at your dog both uh, in the uh, overhead view as well as in on the side on um telling no matter what breed your dog is because dogs come in all sizes and all breeds. And so to know whether your dog with a, just a visual check is obese or underweight. Um, and that's your first indication that you need to do something. Um, so if your dog, um, ends up being anywhere in those uh, numbers between seven and nine, meaning he has no definition between his chest and his um, abdomen. Um, 
when looking overhead and you can't feel his last three ribs on the side or any of his spine on the top at all through the, through the skin, that there's so much fat there you can't feel those, um, then uh, your dog is obese. And why is that a problem? Well, obesity is the, is the leading cause for morbid, morbidity and mortality in dogs. Um, what is morbidity? Morbidity is diseases. Um, diseases, any disease like heart disease, diabetes, um, uh, respiratory illnesses, cancers, um, mobility issues, arthritis. The big, the number one cause for all of those things is obesity in dogs. Um, and mortality meaning shorten your dog's life or because the dog got cancer. That doesn't mean your dog got cancer because he was obese, but his, his or her um, uh, chances of getting cancer is quite a bit higher when they're obese. So you can reduce your dog's potential to develop cancer because cancer if you're not aware, cancer is just normal cells that go wrong, basically. Um, so you can reduce the chances of cancer um, by making sure your dog is a healthy, is a healthy weight and active and eats a nutritionally balanced diet. So it's not just making sure your dog's skinny, but they have they can't. Some dogs, just like humans can be skinny and not healthy, meaning they're not active and they're not eating a balanced diet. So you, you've seen many- Isn't there a term for that? Oh, yeah, there is, but I don't- For like human being yes. type parts of it where, yeah. where, yeah, where they're really skinny, but they're really sick and yeah, and it don't look good. So, yeah. you, so Arrow was my Malinois and he was in fantastic shape, right? And people would be like, oh my God, he's too skinny, especially Rich, because you could see his ribs kind mm -hmm. of, you know, you can see the ripples of his ribs. And I'm like, you're supposed to. Uh, one of our trainers, Kayla, is now a veterinarian in the military and she would have a picture up. So when the military- police dogs came in, she'd say like, that is what your dog should look like. Mm -hmm. like and that Arrow. was awesome, right? That was awesome. Just yeah. like Arrow, because he was the best. The sad thing is, is Arrow still died of cancer. And um, you know, despite um, Vicky doing the absolute best she could for him, he was very active. He had a, a great diet. And um, so she did what she could to minimize the chances, but sometimes that's going to happen. But um, yeah. Who knows? Arrow may have died of, of cancer at a much younger age yeah. if Vicky wasn't vigilant with 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 him. Yeah. So um, that is what um, the veterinary the the uh, veterinarians have found um, with the, all their research. So there's they're going to do another survey at the end of 2019 to see where we are and where vets are with education on um, on. Uh, on dogs, on the clients and dogs and, and reducing obesity. So, um, Next infographic that I can't show if you want to look for it. Yeah. Um, I also want to say before we go any further that, you know, Karen's a nurse and a dog trainer and I'm a dog trainer and neither of us are veterinarians. 
or right. dog nutritionists, right. okay? So as we go with all of this, just keep that in mind too, guys, that if we talk about, say, for example, the benefits of coconut oil and you feed your dog coconut oil and it turns out your dog's allergic and dies from coconut oil, that's not on us. Not on us, no. Um, so do keep, in, uh, ask your vet and do testing. Um, if, you, if your dog has abnormal reactions after feeding them a new food, go to the vet, get treatment, um, and get testing, and, and refer to your vet on any changes of diet. Um, but these are guidelines to help you and to give you the questions to ask your, your veterinarian. Um, currently in 2018, uh, all the surveys that um, the Pet Obesity Prevention Society um, compounded for the US, 55.8% uh, of dogs are obese or overweight. That means they're, they're, um, they're in the scale between six to nine. So I guess six is overweight. <laughs> so, um, so, well, what surprised yeah. me is there's more yeah. fat cats than fat dogs. I mean, it really yeah. shouldn't because cats are like, they just lay on things and kick stuff off. Yeah, they, but cats are 59.5% overweight or obese. And, um, and, um, and 80% of these people have tried, have tried, um, to get their dogs or their pets to lose weight by asking, by getting guidance for their, from their veterinarians. Uh, um, so, uh, or from, and 68% from other pet owners. So. Wow. And, and they're still fat. And they're still fat. I guess it's like people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and so, so where would be the best place for pet dietary recommendations? Read the label of your dog's um, food. So most everybody's using kibble or canned food. Some people, some of you are um, using human food or raw food. Despite what your diet is, your dog can become obese if you're feeding them too many calories. Um, so there, there are a cup. There are websites. So if your dog is obese, you're feeding them too much. Okay, you need to cut back the food. And um, every client I've had says, oh, there's no way I'm feeding my dog too much food. And then when they actually read what the, the calorie content of one cup of food is of their dog kibble, and then they actually measure the dog food in a human measuring cup, a eight ounce measuring cup, instead of the scoops or plastic containers that they're scooping their dog's food or out of. It's, it's one cup, but it's the 44 ounce from the 7-Eleven. It's just one cup though, and that's what it said was just one cup. A red solo cup can be, uh, depending on the size of the, uh, where you buy the solo cup, can be 10 ounces, it can be 20 ounces, a solo cup. Yeah. So you can't say I'm measuring it out of this red solo cup, they can vary in size. The only cup measurement that the dog food company is using is what you use to measure flour when you're baking. So here's one of the things exactly is we're talking the measuring cup with the little handle. Now what yeah. Rich uses, which drives me nuts, he uses one for liquid, which is the Pyrex with no. the stuff on it. Now that's a liquid measuring cup, but he likes it because it has the scoop. And you can over measure. You can easily because it's just a little line. So you can look at it and be like, ah, that's good because kibbles 
don't fit in there like liquid. Right. So he should be using the cup. And now here's the worst part is when people ask me, how much do you feed? I'm like, I look at it, we'll measure it out. And then it's just a bowl. So, you know, in the beginning of the boot camp, it's, it's, you know, we'll measure it out. And this is why Rich takes care of the food whenever we're doing normal feeding. Um, because towards the end, whenever they're like, well, how much have you been feeding? I'm like, a bowl. <laughs> like we measured it in the beginning yeah. and I know how much to fill it up, yeah. you know, but um, we're trying something a little different with this group in after Nipopo Silver and they eat when they work. Yes. So we have some of them who are on hunger strikes and I feel kind of bad, but they'll come around when they're hungry enough. And um, at first your dog's going to act hungry. Yeah. Give them more water. Okay. Substitute some of their food with, uh, so you're going to measure how much your how much your dog should be getting for your dog's breed and size, okay, and age and, and activity and level. activity level. So I'll show I'll go over that. There is a good app for that. Nice. More <laughs> so, apps are always fun. Yeah. So to look that up, so you basically you pick your dog's general breed. Now Holstein is a mixed breed dog. So it's difficult to pick a breed. You pick a breed of what you think your dog is most, okay, if you have a mixed breed dog. If you have a purebred dog, um, you're going to pick that breed. There's 3,000 breeds listed on this on this app. So Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's, you know, if you got a weird breed, it's more than <laughs> likely going to be on there. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So, so you on that app, you'll pick the breed. You'll pick whether you're yes. It does matter if your dog's neutered or spayed um, yeah. or intact. Um, their metabolism's different. Um, it's slower if they're spayed and neutered. Yes. Just for so anybody no, who has questions about that. Right. So we get so, people. I'm sorry, guys. The sun's coming in, and I'm trying to block it with the blinds. Um, but we get that a lot from people. I don't want my dog to get fat, so I'm not going to spay and neuter them. And while I don't think every dog should be spayed and neutered, uh, you know, some of them, it's much healthier to keep them intact to a certain degree. Um, but it's also something that you have to live with that responsibility of. Right. But when we got Aaron neutered, he was six. It was over the summer, and then he, he passed away six months later. And uh, it was a geriatric neuter at six years old. That's yes, what I said. Some of them is. didn't want to do it because it was going to be a geriatric neuter. It's a geriatric neuter. For, um, and there are higher risks. Yeah. Um, because remember... Um, a dog at six years old is in their fifties, most breeds. Right, except for Era. Yeah, so, <laughs> um, so that's why uh, it's considered geriatric. Yeah. So yeah, we um, we did get a question. If I can interrupt, I started a grain-free diet with all my dogs, which is what we were told was the best thing to do. And now, according to the vets, there are studies by the FDA that says that grain-free can cause heart issues. What are your feelings on this? So as somebody with a golden who is also prone to dio, oh shoot, DCM. DCM, yeah. Dilated cardiomyopathy, yeah. I want to say. Um, we've switched her to Purina Pro Plan and we were on a grain-free. Yeah. Um, but apparently with the grain-free, um, it has legumes in it. It has peas in it, basically, yes. um, because it needs something to bulk it up. And, uh, and the legumes are stopping the absorption of taurine. And so that's what the issue is. So what's happening is some of these dog food companies are like, well, no, we add taurine. If it's stopping the absorption of it, it doesn't matter how much you add, it cannot be absorbed. So, so we switched. So Tori, so I choose grain-free diets without lentils or peas or those type of carbon um, substitutes. Holstein's grain-free diet is um, has berries, 
uh, does not have legumes or uh, in it. Good. And we supplement them with a supplement powder that has the taurine in it called Nupro. That's just what we're doing for. Do whole you mind sharing what food it is that you use with them? So, um, it's a secret. <laughs> we use Americ with raw infused, or we use uh, Wild Frontier, or or two of the brands. I switch up brands. I do not keep oh, them on the smart. same brand because that is also the some of the advice that's been given is not to stay on the same brand yeah. um, uh, because um, I forgot the reason why, but because it's not good. Yeah, they get um, used to it. Their and bodies get used to it, and yeah. the absorption. I had something to do with absorption levels of nutrients go down okay. with with the same food, and I know some dogs will have diarrhea or upset when they change brands. My German Shepherd was that um, one. And, uh, it, and it's okay for a day or two, but if it goes on longer than, then you basically, you cut back on the new brand. You, um, so when you're switching brands, you're crossing over. You have some of the old brand and some of the new brand, and you're, you're just easing, you're, you ease into it slower if they're having issues. Um, Holstein does not have issues. We switched brands and he, he, he's fine now. Um, but some dogs will have, uh, so you just increase the new brand and decrease the old brand. Yeah. That's how you do it. Uh, um, we've also had some times where we'll fast a dog for a day or two yeah. because mm -hmm. they can fast for a day or two. Right. Like it's not bad. They need access to water. Yeah. Um, now I don't usually do this for client dogs, but you know, for my personal dog, Jedi, she would get explosive diarrhea and she'd vomit with the switching of the food stuff. So if we needed to switch for whatever reason, I would just faster for a day or two and then slowly ease her into it. So how I find, uh, how do I switch brands? How do I know what brand to, uh, to, to go to? There's a link. Um, it's a, uh, Oh, I can post links. Dogfoodadvisory.com. Okay. I will get that. The food is rated there. According to nutrition, it's a nutrition-based food rating, and it's not. Um, there's no dog brand specific um, loyalty or um, what do you call it when when if a brand is trying to. There's no sleaziness. Yeah. So sleazy. Dogfoodadvisory.com. It's up there now. Yeah. So, and uh, I stick to five-star rated foods. But according to them, as long as you stick to three star and above, and it goes in detail of what's in each food I and like the percentages. Part. And so if your dog is sensitive to canola oil, you can stay away from canola oil. Or if your dog is sensitive to, you know, and or if you want to stay away from um, legumes. But there are plenty of grain. Uh, um, there are ones with grain in that. There's ones with uh, grain free uh, that are five rated. Yeah. So you can choose the best one Perfect. that meets your dog's nutritional needs. There you go. Okay. Um, Kimmy says Graham decided he wanted to do hunger strikes and we started having to work for food again and he got more water. Yes. Yep. yep. So again, and if you have a dog who's being a putz and he's like, I don't really want to do it. I'd have them work for their food. Like I said, that's what we're doing right now. Um, one of them came in on Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and he's still on a hunger strike. We offer him food and he won't eat it. So, you know, we're working him, but it's slow going, and we're hoping every day is the magical day. And there are but it'll happen. 
that you can add chicken broth and electrolytes and um, there are uh, supplement amino powders you can get. Yeah. acid powders to the water to tide them over until uh, that means and and if they're only going to work for the kibble through your hand that's great that's fine but um if they're on that hunger strike make sure they are getting plenty of fluids and those those electrolytes and amino acids yeah so um you don't have too much muscle wasting from them yes so yeah. and they did a study rami habib said about it whenever he did uh when he talked at conference a few years ago and it was a border collie mm -hmm. and they dog went without food for like 60 days and they ended the study 60 days 60 days they can go as long as they get um uh, hydration. Um, and so did they say in that study whether they gave them electrolytes in that water? No, but I'm betting they did. I'm betting, I'm betting they did yep. as well. Um, because that's a long time to not have um, yes, it is. Uh, basic electrolytes. Yes. And, and that's what we would, as humans, that's what we die of is, is when we go on hunger strikes is um, the lack of, is the electrolyte imbalance um, is not so much the uh, not having the food it's uh, because our body will continue to <coughs> eat its own fat muscle and even bone uh, as long as we have the hydration and the electrolyte exchange to keep our heart muscle pumping properly so you know that's yeah basic chemistry <laughs> so here we have another comment question um blake asked what do you recommend for puppies to gain weight my six month old german shepherd was getting three cups a day plus training i bumped up to four cups a day now already rolled out intestinal parasites and food is a good puppy food um so uh to gain huh, i haven't had a problem with a dog <laughs> With a too skinny dog, huh? Yeah, with a too skinny dog. Um, and you've done everything correctly, rolling out intestinal parasites and whatnot. Um, so uh, look, at, so you good puppy food. Um, I would look for higher, denser um, calorie food, um, or you can add organ meats. So yeah. things like True Dog um, is a True Dog has it's T R U right? There's T -R -U, no E. T R U, no E. They have a great supplement that will give you the organ meats dogs need and give you that um, concentrated calories that they need in a healthy way. We got a pack from Chewy and we use it as training treats for Gypsy and she loves so it. So <laughs> they have a pro, uh, product that you can add to the food, that, the topper type thing. Yeah, so that's topper type to products, Chewy has some great topper type products. And sometimes they have them on sale. Yes. And those are great add-ons to the food. Um, to to increase that calorie content um, for them healthily without adding um, saturated fats and things that are not um, healthy so don't add sugars don't add yes. uh, don't don't add more corn or carbs or that kind of yeah, thing yeah don't say i need yeah. to bulk her up let's give her potatoes and bread and sugar and honey don't do that and so to with blake um i would do some of the electrolyte powders just to make sure she's getting everything um you also want to kind of measure what goes in must come out so say she's eating four cups a day but she's only pooping like this much poop there's some absorption issue there because yes. if she's eating four cups a day she should have more poops than when she was eating three cups a day and it could be even though it's a good food um, a good puppy food, it could be that she needs something different because just because yeah. like lobster is great, if you have a shellfish allergy, you can't have lobster even though it's great. So you could try those as well. And at six months old, 
Yes, she could be on puppy food until she's a year old, or you can try switching her maybe to an all stages food or try a different protein. So if you're doing a beef food, maybe try a salmon food. And she's German Shepherd. They have on they have a lanky phase that they look very awkward and very skinny because they're growing so much. So yeah. and a lot of times too, um any German Shepherd person, but especially Blake, they'll get Pano, which is growing pains in their arms. Yes. And so it'll be real funny and they'll walk weird. Um, we've used essential oils for that before. Yeah. Um, and uh, You're supposed to rest them during that period. Too. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's hard because they're yeah. so active. Yeah. And uh, But you know what else has worked is switching to a raw diet for raw that time. Raw diet, yeah. That's worked before too. So there's also, if you choose to do raw diet, there's there's an app for that. Okay, so that was the next question is, does the app do raw also? Yes, there's an app for raw diet that guides you on exactly how the proportions of, of nutrients you need. And um, uh, uh, Vicki will um, post the apps, the names of the apps that you can, um, so that I have, what? Do you want to show us what it looks like so people can get on now? Okay. <laughs> So here, Stephanie also says, I walk around reading all the bags for like two hours. No, it's a pain. That's where two, yeah. um, going on to the Dog Food Advisor, which we shared the link earlier, and, and just sitting and sorting through some of them. And like I said, I'm, I'm doing Purina Pro Plan because there's a touring group on Facebook, and that's what they recommend. That's what Golden Breeders recommend. That's what Her Breeder recommends. That's what Golden People recommend. So you know what? After, especially after Arrow, I'm going to do everything I can. You know, Purina is one of the oldest dog food companies. Um, they've had health test or uh, product testing up the wazoo and a lot of these new ones are like look Here's a picture of a kangaroo like you don't need kangaroo food, you know, unless you live in Australia Your dog doesn't need kangaroo food. Um, so like don't get weird with these diet things. It's just gimmicks Okay, so this app is called barf foods. I know it's weird <laughs> um, So it it's bar barfastic b-a-r-f-a-s-t-i-c and it's a Barf cute logo it's a green circle with yeah. a black paw print in it so under i put in holstein's um weight and um and this is whoops uh, there you go that way okay so see Holstein's up at the top in the green. It has his, his weight in kilograms and his daily menu in grams because we have to be British, I guess. Yeah. And then meaty bones, meat and fish, fruit and veg, liver and other offal. Offal is organ meat and then eggs three times a week. So that is the recommendation for raw food diet for a dog to get the right balance of nutrients. So it's basically 50% meaty bones 30% meat and fish, 10% fruits and vegetables, 5% liver, 5% other organ meats, and three eggs a week, basically for a, essentially an 80-pound dog. Now, that's to supplement his food, or is that if he was that just on That is if he were on raw diet, and it goes, it gives you um, all the categories of, uh, oh, oh, I can't do this. Um, so, yeah, so all those categories, it shows you exactly what the nice. meats are and um, raw-wise and how to measure them out. Oh, I need that out. My phone's over there charging, so I'm writing it down. So, Barf-tastic. Barf-tastic. Barf That's for you that are on raw food diet. Does it have an app for prey model? So there's different types of raw. Um, there's what I used to so, do with Jedi and Zoe, which was, 
I chucked Jedi a raw chicken leg quarter and Zoe got the leg or the thigh and they ate it outside and life was easy. Um, there's also, for example, Volhard diet where in the morning they have a grain thing and in the evening they have a, a beef thing and there's a bunch of supplements and it was way, yeah, way, right. way more work. Yeah, that's a lot of work. And that's why we do it for about six months and we get burned out. So, I mean, you can also get where you just add the meat and she sends you everything else, but I'm cheap. So, um, so, uh, the next app, um, is called dog feeding. And, um, so dog feeding, uh, is a very simple app that gives you your calorie, uh, recommendation for your dog, uh, based on what your current dog's weight is. Okay. So now that, so we've had dogs come in, yeah. clients come in and their dog say weighs 80 pounds and the dog should weigh 60 pounds. And they're like, well, he weighs 80 pounds. So I'm feeding him 80 pounds. Like it says on the bag. Well, first that bag is for what the goal weight is, not what the current weight is, unless you want to keep him at that current weight. Right. So if your dog weighs 80 pounds, but you want him to weigh 60 pounds, you have to feed him with what a 60 right. pound dog weighs. But not only that, a lot of the bags, they right. overestimate. Overestimate. And so if, so it, if it is, and it says that you should eat three or four cups a day, you might want to start with two or two and a half cups and see how he does. Now, we have a scale we got on Amazon. It was like $100. Oh, it's a yeah. digital pet scale. Is that the one you got yes, to? Yes, same one. And uh, it, it's it's 100 bucks, right? Like, it's only $100. So you, or you could just take them into the vet, vet. say weekly. Yeah, take them into the vet yeah. and weigh them. Your vet, if so your vet minds, find a new vet. Recommendations to weigh your dog at least once a month. Um and, and write it down. So, Don't think you're right. Write it down. Um, so, uh, one cup of food of your typical dog food is typically around 400 to 450 calories per one cup of food. Okay. That's measuring cup. That means eight ounces. That's like very So, if little. you don't want to measure cup, guys um, get a kitchen scale yeah. and put it in there until it hit yeah. eight ounces is one eight cup, cup, four ounces is a half yeah. a cup. So Holstein's a neutered male. He's an adult. I would say he's pretty much inactive, <laughs> although we do train with him. But um, unless he swims for two hours in the pond, I'm saying, you know, and he does that on a regular basis, I'm yep. saying he's inactive because his activity level varies. He's not like a border collie that's constantly running around, you know, giving hugs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, and really burning calories. Yeah. He, he'll take a nap whenever he can. Um, he's not pregnant, not lactating. Oh gosh. Um, if he was, <laughs> you know, those are reasons why your dog would need more calories. So yeah. this simple at dog feeding, it doesn't take in consideration their dog breed or anything like that. It makes it very simple. It's just, um, uh, and, and, so you can put in here in this app your goal weight for your dog. Say I wanted Holstein's goal weight to be 35 kilos, even though he's currently only he's currently 38. Um, and then I calculate it, and this is how much I need to feed Holstein. 815 kilocalories a day. That is less than two cups a day. A day total, all of it. That's including snacks everything oh so you and part of your group class that's less than two cups right part of your group class you were telling me yesterday um you had them write down everything that they yes. fed their dog and you had a cute story with cheerios yes so um our, our my homework for my for my group class at the first 
meeting was to start logging. So my weight loss journey, I did not know how much I was eating and did not have a reality check until I wrote down everything I put in my mouth, both food and drink. And I, I learned it from my own weight loss journey. That's why I started off saying I this started off yes, with my weight loss yeah. journey. That I learned that, that, um, uh, that that's what we had to do with Holstein when we found out he was obese, when we realized we had made him obese because he didn't get obese on his own. We did this to him and he was less than a year old. And I was faced with, I'm cutting my dog's life um, down by one third. So basically. if you hate your dog, just make him fat. Just make him fat. <laughs> and you could potentially be killing your dog right. one third faster than they would normally die. That's a terrible thing to say. It is. That's but what it's said about reality. It is. It is a reality Obesity check, guys. is yeah. directly related to morbidity and mortality. Mortality meaning we are shortening. It's proven research that's shown that we are shortening dogs' lives by keeping them overweight and obese. Not just obese, but also overweight. So your dog is, and they said, we are lengthening their life if we keep them slightly underweight. Did you hear that? Slightly underweight, especially for those of you with service dogs or yes. very active pet dogs. A little under is much better than even goal weight. Even, so Susan yeah. here asks, she's the one with the uh, golden doodle from yesterday. Uh -huh. um, how do you know the goal weight for someone like Sammy? Okay, so you go back to that graphic of looking at them overhead and sideways. Uh, now, so Sammy side. being a doodle, when he's short, and he just got a new haircut, so he's pretty yeah. short. Um, if you have a dog who's fluffy, mm -hmm. make sure get them wet first. Do it after a bath before after you dry them. So okay. you go back to that graphic, and you visually can. You need to look at the dog. You need to be able to see the last three or four ribs from overhead, and you need to see their um, a their, waist, a waist, uh, their that indent, and then on the you can need to be able to feel feel their ribs like you feel on your knuckles. That's how you should be able to feel their ribs. Yep. And some people think that, oh, your dog's too skinny if you can feel that. That is totally incorrect. And some breeds you'll be able to feel like three or four spine on the top. And sometimes, depending on the breed, if they got real skinny hips, you might be able to feed feel some of their, their uh, top sit bones um, uh, back here, or even a little bit of the tailbone. That is slightly underweight. Yeah. And it is perfectly great, and your dog is in good shape. Yes. Because that, if your dog is in that condition, if you overfeed them one day, it's not going to affect them as grossly at is if a obese dog, if you overfeed them one day, if you change up their food, say you want to give them some table food, you know, you, you yeah. want to treat them, it's their birthday or whatever, right. you know, it, an obese dog or overweight dog is doing them more harm than if you have an underweight dog. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. So, um, and a lot of vets don't tell clients that their dogs are fat. And I know why, too, is because sometimes when they come out here, I'll be like, you know, your dog's a little on the chunky side. We have a Malinois who starts, I think, next week uh, for privates. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, she's a little bit on the heavier side. And it's hard to approach it with people because some of them get very offensive. 
So because we did this to our own dogs, it is right? a, because we feel bad. I because the dog didn't choose the food unless your dog's breaking into the cabinet. Oh, Rue does that. Rue <laughs> goes in and steals yeah. dog food all the time from the office. But yeah, that's yeah. two guys yeah. where we like meal times, yeah. and meal times can be training times. Yeah. We don't do free feeding. We don't have a big thing of food, and the dog just helps himself. Now, if we get pigs again, we're totally free feeding those pigs because we want them to get as fat as soon as possible. Right. Because then they taste better. <laughs> yeah, makes their, their meat tender. Yeah. Yeah. So she um, says, okay, he's overweight a bit, six or seven pounds. So what we do, and again, Susan, you're coming out tomorrow. We've got the yeah. scale here. If you want to weigh yeah. him, you are more than welcome to. You guys, if if you live close, if you want to stop by and weigh your dog, just let us know. Don't just like stop by because we might not be here or we might be busy. But, you know, tell us and come by and weigh. Go to your vet and weigh. Yes. And then work on losing some. So how do you lose? Log the food first. You yeah. have to write everything down just your first your first goal is to log the food don't change up the diet real come to reality of exactly how much and measure properly um in your log read the bag of the food or the can of food or whatever write down what what the calorie per per cup per cup per piece per whatever so is so we can calculate three the calories. kilocalories per treat per treat there so the whole thing here is 2730 kilocalories. Okay. So use that. Now, um, Susan also said treats help the weight go up. So the, here's what you can do so. is um, don't use your silver bowl, okay, especially in Florida or a place where you have bugs because bugs can get into it and it's gross. So instead, get a Tupperware and put your dog's food for the day. Say he's Holstein and he's eating two cups. Right. Put two cups of food in the Tupperware or put it in your training pouch. And that's what he gets during the day instead of treats. Now, if right. you want to add a couple of these at three kilocalories, just take that take into account that away. too. Take that away from his food for the day. Yep. And, uh, and, well, so, and at night, he's going to be like, excuse me, where's my food? And you're like, dude, yeah. you ate it today. And he's going to be like, I don't remember eating it today. So part of my strategy with Holstein is he's on a number of supplements as well that we need to mix with some kind of food. So instead of giving him two cups of kibble, okay, I'm going to, I take that one cup. I use that for, for treats. The other uh, cup or three quarters of a cup that he's getting will go with his food at the end of his day when he's done with all the training. He will get water in there, his supplements, his powder supplements. He gets turmeric. He gets Nupro powder. He gets omega-3 oil. We have to account for the calories in the omega-3 oil. So that means taking away some more of that kibble. He gets green beans. One cup of green beans is only 35 calories. You can give really? your dog two cups of green beans and still be under 100 calories. So you take that calorie count. So you take a little bit of uh, that, that kibble away to accommodate for those green beans. And now you're filling your dog up. Two it's cups like of you're green supposed beans to eat a salad. is a lot of, and dogs love, Holstein loves green beans. He loves broccoli especially mixed with that omega-3 oil. It's like mm -hmm. adding butter to it. And the Ooh, and cheese sauce. Mm. The old cheese sauce has calories. Yeah, for, for people. I don't so like normal broccoli. I use, I use shredded Parmesan, not the one with the silicone, um, for that extra 
oomph because a little bit of shredded Parmesan is very few calories. Again, you got to count the calories of what you're going to use. And he he's a smell dog. He loves scent. Yes, he does. And so when you put stinky cheese in his, he loves you. So because it's a smelly, you know, yeah. some dogs are like eh, with cheese, but Holstein so, yeah, is coconut like, oil or salmon oil. oil. If your dog's yes. on meds and you have to give him greenie, um, the, not the greenies, the pill pockets, oh, yeah. you have to take all of that into account. Yes. Because if not, it creeps and it creeps. And so it creeps. that's his end day meal is, is, and it's, it's volume and it helps him sleep and he's satisfied because yeah. of the green beans mainly. Yeah. Um, and so, and as he gets used to that too, yeah. his stomach will shrink, shrink. so that's good. And yes. then his stomach will shrink some more, you know, so maybe instead of a cup of green beans, maybe yeah. you should do three quarters or a half a cup. So, you know, keep that in mind too. If your dog's like, I'm, I'm good, remember that. Holstein is a weight loss champion. Yes. Going from 100, over 135 pounds to he ranges between 79 and low 80s. That's an incredible journey for it's a about dog. half. That's about half a Holstein. Half a Holstein, half a Holstein disappeared. disappeared. <laughs> so you like Doctor Who? Yeah. Do you remember the one with the adipose? Oh no, I don't remember. Oh gosh, it was one. It was whenever the Doctor and Donna reunited. And what was going on? Real quick, guys, you have to find this Doctor Who, and it was Doctor Ten David Tennant, who's my favorite doctor. Um, but these people were losing weight, and it turns out that it was, um, you know, an, an alien, and and they were taking fat people and giving them something, and then their their fat would turn into these little cute. They look like marshmallows, oh. adipose, and they would go off. And I'm like, dude, sign me up for that. Oh yeah, like I don't cool. have a problem with that. And of course, they stopped the whole thing. But like, oh, um, if, if you turned it too much, the people would just disappear because everything went into turning into adipose. adipose. Oh my goodness, which is like the techie name for fat adipose. Yes, it is. It that is fat. Yeah. Okay. We got another question yeah. here. I think my biggest concern is that Graham at one point was eating six cups a day. Mm -hmm. And now because we're fighting hunger strikes, we're back to four. And that's what the vet recommended. He's a year and five months old. But I guess I'm worried because he's always been lean and his poop is fine. But his weight stayed the same no matter how much he eats. The vet said no parasites or issues. Could it be a final growth spurt? Could be. It could be. Because um, what he's a German Shepherd, right? German Shepherd mix, yeah. Ah, yeah. Um, and he's a year and... Five months, yeah, they don't yeah. stop growing until yeah, they so they grow, grow up yeah. until a year and then they grow out until about two years. Yeah, is what I usually tell people. Well, and your larger breeds, depend if he's a bigger German he shepherd, he's a it big could guy. be up to three years that they're growing. Yeah. They can have another growth spurt around two. My mastiffs had another growth spurt at two. Oh as wow! Well. So and um, so yes, it definitely could be. And um, and one of the things, so she says here about fighting hunger strikes. A lot of times, people will tell me, like I've had people come in, you need to put these supplements on them. One of them was I needed to mix this canned food in the microwave for ten seconds, cut up dried duck on top of it, add this other supplement to it, and mix it up with his food. And I'm like, that's not happening. No, no. So a lot of times we want to beg. Um, we'll use the Parmesan cheese trick. We'll sprinkle on stuff, you know, sprinkle on some freeze-dried liver or some of the Stella and Chewy stuff. Yeah. You know, we'll do those. Stuff, yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll do those and mix those up for some of them. And Rich gets really worried whenever the dogs don't eat. But you know what, guys? Normal dogs, healthy dogs, aren't going to starve themselves to death. No. They will eat. It just yeah. might take some time. Yeah. And whenever you're bringing them into a new environment like the boot camp, mm -hmm. and then they have to work for it. Like Susan was one of the only, <laughs> Sammy was the only dog who ever gained weight in my boot camp. Because <laughs> Rich was like, he needs all these things in his food. And I'm like, he does not. And Rich is like, Susan says to put this. And, and so, yeah. So he, he did gain some weight. And then we did use the treats for training, especially with the service yeah. dogs. 
but you know, we're trying to go more, but here's the problem why I don't like turning with kibble is they coat it with the vitamins and stuff and then it gets all over your hands. Well, my answer to that is know what the calorie content of your treats are and de uh, deduct that from his, his or her kibble. Yeah. So, so if, so your kibble is going to be 400 and something and you, you can do a kind of a, I know it's going to be counting, counting oh, out. Oh, no, no, go ahead. Yeah. Counting out your kibble pieces. Right. <laughs> so, One little you know, kibble and two, two little kibbles. Um, because the dog food companies do not say what the calorie contact is content is of each kibble piece. So that will take a little bit of work. Maybe this is a good assignment for your eight-year-old. Right, he's an algebra. How, how, much, <laughs> how many kibble pieces are in this one cup for mommy, please? Right, and then and divide so, that up. So yeah, if it's 100 yeah. pieces, it's 100 calorie, calorie. kilocalories, then you know 50 and 50. Yeah. But you know, write it down, down. too, so, so that you don't have to refigure it out tomorrow. So that first step, so my one of my clients um, in the group training, got her six-year-old daughter involved in, in, in logging the food. And she wrote down on the log. Um, so uh, this client came home and saw on the log two Cheerios and one minute of drinking water. Isn't that the cutest thing? So, like, oh, I love kids. And so, yeah, the whole family got involved. And I encourage, I said, the whole family, anybody who puts anything in this dog's bowl or food and mouth or makes anything available. And they, even the neighbor, the neighbor gave, snuck her dog a piece of jerky, of dog jerky. And, and she said, she's about had a, she said she about had a conniption because she had no idea what the calorie content of that jerky was. <laughs> well, um, if it's uh, like a dog jerky, um, you can look it up online. Most uh, just, you know, Google search, yeah, yeah, dog jerky, and, an and you'll get an idea. The idea is to get close, and once you have an idea of exactly, you'll find out you're actually feeding your dog. If your dog's already obese or overweight, you're feeding your dog too many calories, according to not just their size, their breed, their um, activity, activity level, level neuter or spade, neuter or spade. Um, and so your first. First step after that is to cut back. No more, they said, no more than one, uh, they're saying one quarter of, of, so don't cut back a lot, you know, and uh, use those strategies. If your dog is acting like they're still hungry, offer them green beans or replace that volume with um, a low calorie option. Rolstein also has, and that's the other thing I need to mention is, Dogs originally are carnivores, and they're primarily still carnivores. So when you're replacing green beans in there, make sure you do not sacrifice protein. Holstein gets a can of five-ounce can of tuna fish um, also in water, and we rinse the salt out. We rinse salt. Uh, if we use canned green beans, we rinse, rinse them. We rinse the salt out as well. Yeah. So we yeah. got to be careful with dogs when we're um, giving them human food that has added salt. And think um, about it. She's rinsing them off for her dog. How many yeah. people don't rinse them off for themselves? For themselves. Yes. Right. So um, that's, we got to increase the protein with low calorie. Five ounces of tuna fish is um, 15, to, depending on the tuna fish can is 15 to 20 grams of protein 
okay, with only 100 calories. Oh, nice. So if tuna wasn't gross, man. Yeah. Well, Holstein <laughs> thinks tuna's great yeah. because it's smelly. Remember, right. Holstein Rich and loves the cats like smelly it. things. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, um, totally. No. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if you, Gypsy, my golden, acts like she's starving all the time. All the time. So I don't listen to her on if she's hungry or not, because for her, it's going to be, yes, please. Give me a whole nother bowl of food. Same with Zoe. Zoe would eat everything. Rue doesn't. Rue will eat maybe half a bowl and he's done. Now, Rue's the one who runs the ranch. He needs the extra calories. So Rich is like for, trying to force him to eat and he won't eat. So that's where two, some of those supplements might come in handy yeah. to help at least make sure he has the electrolytes he needs. Uh, and for, you know, for Gypsy, it's just like, no. So if you're like, well, my dog is telling me he wants to eat do what you're supposed to do with yourself whenever you're getting in the mood that you're like, boy, I could really eat something. Go for a walk, go outside and play ball with your dog. That's the other thing that um, the group is doing this week. Now they're, now they're documenting the activity level of their dogs. They're adding that to the log this week, this month. And yeah. so they're documenting the first week is to document what, what's the current activity level. And the second week they're going to add, add to that activity level, add 15 minutes, start with, start slow and uh, short and slow, 15 minute intervals. Um, yeah, there's that one. Um, so 30 minutes total, 10 minutes. So on uh, week one, so on week one, do 30 minutes total, uh, 10 minutes of a brisk walk, 20 minutes of a casual walk with your dog. Switch it up. Don't just take your dog for a walk to do his pee and poo. And let and, him smell everything him and pull smell. you yeah. everywhere. We call this in Dream Dog structured walks. Right. And we so do. we're, 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 so you want your dog paying attention to you in a structured walk. This is after they peed and pooed, or, you know, this is not the smell walk, okay, where you meet all the neighbors and whatnot. This is, and this will be good for you too. Um, 10 minutes, walk brisk. And if 10 minutes is too long, do one minute of walking brisk. And then two minutes of slow and then one minute of brisk. Or whatever yes. you can do whatever. and whatever your dog can do. If your dog's huffing and puffing after a minute slow, yeah. you know, you've, you've yeah. got to look at that. So, and each week, basically, you're going to, your goal is to walk five times a week with your dog in this method, okay? So if week one, you only make it out there um, doing this method uh, twice, then Stay in week, you know, make your goal to be able to do this five times in the week for at least 30 minutes with switching up the pace, basically. And don't make that, don't lengthen the pace that you're doing fast until you're comfortable with it and your dog's comfortable with it. Yes. Don't go to the next level. And I'm going to tell so, you what, too. So five times a week. So everyone likes to reward themselves for a job well done. Do not reward yourself or your dog with food. food no. Instead, subscribe to BarkBox or go out and get a toy. Uh, get something to do with your dog. Take them to a, a beach. Take them affection. to Dream Dog's group class. Take them to Karen's group class. Yes. You know, let them cuddle with you on the couch while you watch Doctor Who tonight. Yes. That Those are ways to reward your dog for for yeah. um, for great behaviors and for and and reward yourself exactly. Um, so yep. uh, it's uh, it's the more time you spend with your dog, the more focused you're going to be. And doing all this is going to give you the results you want to train those tasks. Yes, uh, to be and, and to have the best dog in the neighborhood. The best dog and yes, and right? and to get your dog. And so. 
uh, better behaved in public access areas and, and, and to be healthy and live long. Yeah. The worst thing is to finish training and your dog only has one or two years left with you because he's obese. Yeah. And doing well, tasks. And yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a horrible. Yeah. That he can't do them that you did yeah. this training and now he can't do them. Now he has he to retire can't. because he has, he's huffing and puffing through universal. He you has know? congestive heart disease now. Yeah. Or he has osteoarthritis so bad that his joints, he needs joint replacement now because of this yes. obesity. Oh my God. He, jo they do joint they, replacement on dogs and it is hella expensive. It's hell of expensive, and most insurances only cover a very small portion of it. If you do have pet insurance or yeah. dog insurance, um, one of the dogs and, I know got and I don't dog, know if it was single or double, but it was like six thousand dollars. And your dog is out of commission for a long period yes. of time, and may yes. not. It doesn't guarantee your dog will be back into service work. Well, afterwards. depending if it's mobility, you can yeah. never use that dog you again. Can never, and especially if your dog is going to be a mobility dog. Yeah, you are more you yeah. really need to make sure their bones and their that they yeah. are strong um, even if you tell me well i'm not going to put any weight on him he's just going to fetch and bring things that's still taxing on their body um yeah. we started today yeah. i put up a video if you look on instagram uh of gypsy bringing me a backpack well depending on what's in that backpack that could be hard for her to do yeah yeah so, so yeah, week one is a 10 minute brisk walk followed by 20 minute of a casual pace. Now that is not your dog pulling you everywhere. That is not your dog smelling everything. And you just standing there. That's still a casual pace walk. That's like my normal walk. Yeah. Rich is a fast walker. I'm not a fast walker. So, and, and then week two is uh, th still 30 minutes total, but 15 minutes of it is brisk walk following by 15 minutes of casual walk. And you can see how this is going. We're just building. We, it's like when you switch food yeah. and you. Yeah. So, um, so walking is one form of activity. And so she'll post up the rest of this. And you, so you can see what week three, four and five, if you get to those, uh, when you get to those areas, how you, yeah, we're not telling you it's up. a secret. Um, but the other way of increasing activity for your dog is, is tasks. Yeah. And play um, and play. So what counts as activities if you throw the ball, if you, if you, and that's kind of a task. It's, that's like bringing, that's teaching your dog to bring something back to you. It is a task. Yeah, it is. So, but it's in the form of play. And if the dog likes it and sees it as play, he'll do, he'll do it more. So with heart and soul. Yeah, with heart and soul. Yeah. So that counts as time as activity. Increase that. If you can't get outside, if you can't, if you're in a wheelchair and you can't do a lot of walking, yeah. increase the play, the the, fetch the fetching. Yes, yes, do fetch. Oh my gosh, if you can sit there, even if you're like, I can't throw it too well, get a chuck yeah. it. Yeah. Get a chuck it to pick it up if your yeah. dog doesn't know how to deliver it right to your hand yet. And then you can do that. That's just a very small motion. The reward is that they that they can go out and get it again. You don't don't give them a treat every time they bring yes. it back to you. Yes, exactly. So the reward is getting that and bringing it back and yeah. praising them and saying good, you know, how good they are. Yeah. Um, so and, and that they did something yeah, and they're proud. proud. Yes. So that counts as activity. So yes. that's another way. Yes. Swimming. That's Swimming. good if you you have a fat dog. That's yeah. less on the joints, right? Yes. Swimming yes. is great. Running around the yard. Like if he likes to go play with friends, running, running around, around the yard, yard. is going to count. Like the oh. activity stuff counts. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. those count. Yeah. So, so um, if you 
um, have a yard that your dog likes to run around or even chase squirrels in. Um, Those pesky squirrels have a yeah. purpose now. Yeah, that counts. And so you basically note the time that you see the dog running and, and, and note the time he stops because, you know, dogs out in the yard, if they're out in the yard long enough, they're just going to lay down. So don't say he was outside count. for two hours. No, he wasn't. Yeah. Make sure that you're actually documenting the activity during that time, not yeah. the time he was outside. Correct. Yeah, so, totally. Because that totally does not <laughs> total different translate. Thing. Right. Um, so those are ways. And um, treadmill training. Yep. Yep. You so, can do treadmill. Now, we used to do a lot more treadmill training. We had two of them. And I just found that people weren't into it. Like nobody had a treadmill and nobody really wanted to do it. So we actually ended up getting rid of both of ours. Plus they took up a lot of room. Yeah. But if you have a treadmill or if you want a treadmill, it is very easy to treadmill train your dog. Yes. And then especially whenever the especially, weather's too hot and gross. Yeah. Weather's too hot, your wheelchair bound, um, and you don't get out as much and your dog needs to be exercised. And, um, all you're able to do is have them do their poo and pee and you can't really get out there or you're having a bad day you can get your dog on your treadmill and get the activity he needs yep. or she needs. And so that um, even though you're having a, a tough day with your yep. um, disability, your dog is still not, uh, your dog is not suffering. Oh, exactly. And it's something you can set up once your dog's trained for that. It's easy to do and it and if we left yeah. it down arrow he loved the treadmill so he'd get on it and if it wasn't going fast enough he'd hit the front of it where the motor is to make it go faster, faster. like it doesn't work that way Holstein loves his treadmill as well right there's um, also something so. called a slap mill which is like a treadmill without a motor so the dog makes it go on his own yeah and that's pretty neat um we don't have one of those i don't have one of those either um Oh, but, here Susan said, I said a couple bites of treats to get him to eat when he was on a hunger strike for over 24 hours. Now, how Rich heard it was he get, needed the treats and every bowl of food. So whenever he get the bowl of food, he put the little treats up top like a cherry on a Sunday. Because, yeah, Rich, he, yeah. Uh, he's that way. And I'm like, honey, he doesn't need this. Yes, he does. I told her I would do it. I go, honey. And then here Blake said, she's on with the German Shepherd puppy. Yeah. Um, I try to review the food. I feed my German Shepherd puppy, natural balanced puppy, but it wasn't available on the Dog Food Advisor site. They said they recommend certain guidelines, 1.2% calcium minimum and 1% phosphorus. And looking for the statement on all stages, including the growth of large size dogs. Guidelines on package confirm these plus recommend and I feed four to five cups. Okay, so if it's not on Dog Food Advisor, you can also check out the Natural Balance website and see if you can find it, or mm -hmm. just Google search and see if you can find it, um, because, yeah, now they do have, like, the large breed, um, they have, I think it's Royal Canaan has, like, German Shepherd and Golden Retriever and Dalmatian food, it, it's, it makes to sell things. So, you know, I don't so do there's that. there's many brands of foods that did not make the three-star rating. Okay. And um, they, it just doesn't mean they're bad dog foods. They just didn't make the three-star rating because of yeah. the balance of their nutrients didn't meet the minimum. I'm pulling up a window here so we can so, look up. Um. And that's why you may not find your brand of food on that site. Okay. I'm going to look up and see if they have the Purina Pro Plan. Because I'm nosy and I can't wait. Um, I don't know what one she's on. Oh, I think it's Sport maybe. Because they have a whole bunch of different ones. So that's a two and a half star. Yeah. 
Uh, they have other ones, and I don't know what A means. And then the three and a half star. Then it'll say things like it has turkey, it has burgers, rice, it has barley and chicken meal. So the items in red are things that dogs may have problems with. Okay. Okay. Oh, and it does have pea fiber and mm -hmm. pea protein. So that mm -hmm. would block that. So, so maybe that's not what she's on. Controversial items. Okay. So. So yeah, check out what you have and make sure. And like I said, switch up the bags. If you're switch like, up the bags. I'll do a bag of Purina Pro Plan and I'll do a bag of Merrick and I'll do a bag. Like it, it's fun. Now, pet food companies want to tell you, once you get on this, you can never switch. Yeah, what do you think good. they're trying to get you to do to keep buying brand their food, loyal, right? To be brand right? loyal. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, like I feed um, or I drive a Jeep right now and I only ever drive Jeeps. No, like if I find something else I like, I'll drive that too. Like I loved my Kias when I had Kias. I fun. fed my Mastiffs and all my um, Fosters and uh, all, all my, um, all the dogs that came in me, came to me for board and train, which they didn't care what food they fed was pedigree. For years and years and years, I had no problem with pedigree. Um, and those dogs did really well with pedigree. Um, Holstein has atopic dermatitis. He has a lot of allergies. Yeah. That's the only reason why we went away from pedigree. Okay. So I have no problem with the low-end <laughs> brands. That's their... They meet dogs' needs, but yep. if you have a normal dog, Holstein... Just wasn't He's normal. super normal. <laughs> and here, Susan says yeah. she feeds Hill's prescription due to a sensitive stomach. Yeah. 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 We ended up, what we find yeah. with Jedi worked was chicken soup for the dog lover's soul, which is a dry food yeah. that you can never find anymore. But right. that's what worked for her. And then once we got her on that chicken leg quarter, mm -hmm. and we did that for probably six months to a year, then she could tolerate different things. It was the weirdest thing, but then I could feed different. So we were on Nutro for a while and on some other things. Uh, but, you know, it is. If you have a sensitive dog, a sensitive mm -hmm. stomach there, it is hard finding that just right food that's going to work for them. And once you find it, you're like, dude, I am not budging from this food. But I also know people who have swapped around and they're like, well, I'm feeding a gator diet now. Now I'm feeding kangaroo. <laughs> now I'm feeding bison. And I'm like, really? Yeah. That seems a little crazy. It's a That's a little complicated. So the next app another app this is app number three guys dog food calculator dog food calculator all right the why i like this calculator this app is because it has the breeds and um the male female the range um so so okay for example it says afghan hound um male and female and the way Okay. The range of 57 to 75 pounds should be like 1.7 to 2.10 cups a day, and so, at a cost per day of 42 to 52 cents. So, on average, uh, of your regular, you know, your average, not your specialty dog foods. So, um, <laughs> that's so, a hundred dollar a bag ones, right? That's how much it's going to cost me. Like, that's doable. So, um, so if I put in here American Foxhound. Uh, if I can spell it. Well, American English Coonhound came up, so maybe Foxhound might be next. Okay. There we go. And open it up. Okay. So the uh, it, this gives you the information what the average lifespan of your purebred dog would be, what his ultimate height range would be, depending on male or female. Um, 
and uh, so activity level of what your breed of dog would be for that breed, you know, so all dogs are going to range in here, but it gives a star rating on the characteristics. It gives you, and then you can dial in your dog's actual weight. Okay. So Holstein is bigger than the biggest American Foxhound could be He's super. So, um, so if I go back to calculator, um, and I put in dog breed and I put in, uh, which the other breed Holstein is, is Labrador. <laughs> the first one that came up was Labradoodle. <laughs> He's not a Labradoodle. Yeah. Nope, not a Labradoodle. Labrador Retriever. Guess what? Holstein is at the top of that. So Holstein is a mix between the two. He's taller than the average Labrador retriever. So you have to take that into account yeah. too. Like Gypsy is on the smaller yeah. side for a golden. So she shouldn't be on the high side for the weight. She should be on the lower side for the right. weight. So you have to consider that. So I put in Holstein's weight and then this is the additional information we get. Um, so if he, it, the, what I like about this one is if your dog needs to lose weight to get him to that goal weight, this is what you need to be feeding him. Um, okay, so, so it says difference. if he's a resting dog, he needs about a thousand kilocalories a day. If he's an active dog, he needs, or no, weight loss dog. Yeah. He needs 931, which is 2.19 cups of food, and that's going to cost you 119 a day if your price per bag is $69 a bag of food. Yeah, so you had to pre-fill in um, this this part. Okay. Know? So. 80 pounds, you know, what guys do the dog food calculator. It's a super fun app. It's a super fun app. So if you put in, so this is what I pre-filled in. This is how much my bag costs and okay. how much size of uh, that bag is and, and what the information on the bag is per cup and all that. So that's all based on the food that I currently am feeding him. So you pre-fill this in and then you go to the breed. Perfect. All right, so that's why this app is different than the others. Okay, so, so that dog one's dog food, food calculator. calculator. And then we had Barftastic and what was the third one? Um, and the third one was dog feeding. It was just dog a very feeding. simple. It's a cute know, one though, you yeah. guys need that one too. Dog feeding, okay. So here we got yeah. another one. This is again from Blake who has the German Shepherd puppy. My other dog Mick is a bully mix and he gets derm defense due to food and environmental allergies. Food-wise, he's allergic to duck, beef, turkey, salmon, wow. whitefish, quail, and bison. Chicken is the only protein source that causes him not to break out in hives, and he was on so many medications to clear up his skin infections. He also had both cruciates torn and wow. gets fish oil and glucosamine and joint supplements. He's another one that's always struggled with weight, too. So with being heavy? Was he being heavy, Blake? We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> so... um. And then when you go on walks, um, they have GPS things that you nice. can do. Um, so you get a Fitbit for your pup. You can do Fitbits for your pup if you want to spend the money on it. Right. Um, or you can just put your phone on, um, just start, uh, let your phone be the GPS. For your distance. And for all. your yeah. distance. And but make sure that it's not your total walks for the day. It's your dog's walks. Yeah. And so this is the app dog walk. Dog walk. Okay. We got our fourth app, guys. Yeah. Dog walk. And I think that's enough. 
<laughs> no, that's good. Four apps is amazing. So we had a, a dog who came into boot camp. This was years ago when we were in Gainesville, and it was so fat. It was like over, well over 100 pounds, and it was a smaller lab mix, lab mm -hmm. pit mix or something. And the guy who owned it, would the dog needed meds in the morning, so he'd give him meds and a bowl of ice cream along with a bowl of bacon. Oh. And this dog ate so much. So he came to us and one of the goals was to be able to get him so he could walk the dog to help the dog lose weight. Now the dog had already had, I want to say both knees replaced. Yeah. And while the dog was with us, the wounds split open and we had to take him into the vet and the vet, this was like a weekend and the vet's like, the dog's already lost like 10 pounds in a week. Wow. Yeah. Just because he was getting the regular exercise, even though we were going easy because he couldn't handle yeah. a full walk, you know, and cutting down his food. So whenever we brought him back, we had a cut measure for the dog, for the owner. And we wrote on there, you know, he gets whatever cups yeah. a day, like mm -hmm. one cup a day. That's it. He gets no bacon. He gets no ice cream. Um, but, you know, sometimes it could be really severe. Sometimes yeah. it's, you know, like my dog could lose two pounds. You know, people tell me that. And I just look at them like you're one of those people who diet and say, oh, my God, I can't lose these last two pounds. Right. You know, that make you want to smack them. Um, but sometimes it's super severe, like ice yeah. cream and bacon. Yep. You know, um, and, and like that is really going to hurt that dog. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we needed to, and we only had him for two weeks in. Right. So, you know, we got him where he could walk nice and we got him, you know, started to slim him down and we got a clear set for go home. And I didn't hear what happened afterwards. So I'm hoping, yeah. you know, as but some a, dogs you remember. That's the story of my life as a nurse. I never get to hear. What actually what happened after. happens after, and I yeah. always hope and pray that it's a good outcome. That everybody yeah. I've taken care of and helped heal in the hospital um, does have a good outcome. Yeah, and we as dog trainers want to hear from you too, right? <laughs> because we want to know if you're still yeah. struggling or if the dog recovered, and and it, it matters to us. Well, and you know, one so, thing I noticed at Nipopo School with Bart and Michael was. He told us the same things every day, every right. single day, the same stories. And it really helped drive it home. So sometimes if we repeat, it's to help drive things home drive for you guys home. too. Yes. And and stay in contact because yeah, yeah because sometimes you might have said we, something we and you didn't get it. You're struggling. Yeah. And um and and it might be just uh one one little one thing little that thing you didn't get. Yeah. 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 Which, which, you know, so, like then we need to make it a little clearer. Same or with weight loss. Yeah. If you're struggling, if your dog's started losing weight and then is plateaued, which happens just like with humans and you're struggling to figure out strategies, um, communicate with your vet with, you know, and I see, you know, some of you have done incredible things, you know, you've gotten the allergy testing done. You've, um, you've changed up foods and, and um, you, you're, you're communicating with your vet. Keep communicating, keep searching for other yeah. ideas to help either your dog gain weight or lose weight. But don't forget the component of keeping them active as well. Yeah. So even yes. a dog that needs to gain weight needs to stay active to have good muscle tone and support tissues for their bone growth. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so activity. So a healthy dog is an active dog. Um, that has balanced nutrition and, um, and calorie maintenance is the best way to put it. <laughs> so when they're not on a diet, diet means is deprivation. Deprivation. It does. And, yeah, diets suck. Yeah. So way of life is the way to go. So um, so and we're responsible for them, and if we mm -hmm. want them to live uh, to the longest that they can live and yeah. work the longest for us 
and um, then we need to take care of them through through diet and uh, through nutrition, proper nutrition and exercise. Yes. So. Yep. So here Blake says he was fat when I adopted him, but now he's keeping now it's keeping weight on him, and he's about sixty two pounds right now, but lean. Okay. Well, he's yeah. I would try the lean. supplements. Yeah, try the supplements. Yeah. And download the apps because they look like fun. They are fun. Unfortunately, I could not find any one app that could do everything for you. That could be your log that you could get all this information. Um, there isn't any. So my fitness pal's best friend. Yeah. There we go, guys. Whoever does app design, come up with come it. Credit with us. It. We're we good. want something like my fitness pal, but for dogs with the breed, combining the information, all these four apps yeah. plus a log. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, that'd be yeah. awesome. Uh, that would be awesome, and uh, I'd buy it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. Perfect. Um, Anything so else? Yeah. I think we're good. Yeah. I think we covered quite a bit. Start with documenting. Start with researching. So I wanted to look. That's what I was looking for earlier. Um, this is one and a half kilocalories, but they're mini treats, so they're half the size. So sometimes I feed twice as much. <laughs> so that's something you got to keep in mind too, guys. Yeah. Every bite helps. If you're going to have your dog eat the pizza crust or lick yeah. off your plate of bacon and eggs. That counts. that counts. Yeah. So, you know, you have to keep that in mind and you can't cheat yeah. and say, well, that didn't really count. It wasn't really anything. No, like it's, it's still something. Counts. And whenever you're yeah. dealing with that and you're trying to keep your dog in tip top shape, do it now. That doesn't mean you're going to do it for the rest of your life. It means do it now. Yeah. Get good. Yeah. Get it become the way of life and then come back to it every so often mm -hmm. to make sure because you're going to let things slide. Don't Everybody forget. does to weigh your dog on a regular basis. Yes. So if your dog's too big to get on your bathroom scale or too big for you to hold on your bathroom scale. Yeah, so while you do that is you weigh yourself and write that down and then you lift up your dog and you weigh your dog and you write that down and you subtract the two of them and that's your dog's weight. If yes. you didn't know that, that's how you do it. Or take them to your vet or for $100 buy a scale on Amazon, a pet scale on Amazon. Pet's not scale that not they like can a normal just scale. walk on. It's very easy. Yeah. And Especially if they know so, place. Yeah. And if uh, so, our pet scales and our home scales can um, be off from calibration. Hopefully, your veterinarian is calibrating their scale. But how yeah. can you calibrate? If you have a five-pound bag of flour, yeah. If you have a couple of them, you can try those too because sometimes they don't they're not accurate, right. super low or super high. So you know, try to calibrate those and see how that goes. Right. Um, because if you weigh a five-pound bag of flour and it says it's ten pounds, you be off. But you're not off double. You're off by five pounds. Right. So make sure, yeah, if you have your own scale that you do calibrate it to a measured weight. Yeah. Or you know what, too? Bring it to your doctor's office. Weigh yourself on your scale. Say, weigh yourself on your doctor's scale and see what the differences are. Yeah. Be careful about weighing dogs um, at the doctor, at the vets, and then having them pee and poo and then weighing them at home. <laughs> right. Could be a two-pound difference. And yourself, too, if you're weighing yourself, like before yeah. you get in the shower. Before, yeah. you know, the water and you're naked at versus, you know, at the doctor oh. with, you know, parka and boots clothes, on and, yeah, yeah. So holding your bag that weighs good. 10 pounds. Yeah. So clothes and, and well, with dogs, it's, it's pee and poo does weigh for them. Yeah, it and does. for us, it's yeah. clothes. Yeah. Well, and also. And pee and poo. Well, and also, well, <laughs> and if Christine's wearing all his service dog gear, that's about five pounds. Right. <laughs> yeah, it is. So here on um, one other, when is an appropriate age and time to give Cosequin? I talked to the vet about that one. I know I talked to my vet and they were supposed to, through IAADP, the mm -hmm. International Association of Assistance Dog Partners, .org, 
Um, Gypsy gets free Cosequin, and they were supposed to send away for that, but I don't think they did because we haven't got it yet, and that was in January. So that, I need to call that's them back. The hips, right? Yes. Yeah. Hip and joints. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a vet, so I can't really tell you that. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So whenever your vet yeah. says to do it, but join IAADP whenever your service yeah. dog, service dog, not service dog in training, is a year or older. And you can, you too can supposedly get it at no cost, but your vet has to call in for it. You can't. Okay. And they have other things too. So like they had something yeah. for liver, which she doesn't have any liver problems. So we don't get that one. Right. Cause I'm like, I want everything I can get. <laughs> uh, yeah, she loves cool. supplements, you know, mm -hmm. and I, we'll have to see the kilocalories on them. So yeah. we can count that too. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well right now she's, you're going to breed her. So you don't want to get her underweight. Um, yeah, no, she because, has to be good because the babies will suck it all out of her. Right. <laughs> She's going to get underweight naturally. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, but we do need to weigh her and see what she's that's at. That's why these calculations um, take, in, uh, take in consideration intact versus not intact, pregnant, and lactating are yeah. all important considerations on um on what you feed, not only what you feed, but also the condition of the dog. Yeah, and, and guys, it's <clears throat> in and out, right? So if your dog's a little heavier, feed them less. If your dog's a little skinnier, feed them more. It'll come out, but you can't just get into the habit of they get a bowl of food. Right. You have to see what all it is, and that's what Karen gave us yeah. so many amazing tips. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I really appreciate that you came out today and that you were able to join us live instead of you know trying to have technical errors during it. You know, from Gainesville to here. Yeah. Um, and then internet says, thank you. I'm worried about Moose's size and just want to be ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah. So he absolutely. too, because he's what, about a year or so now. So mm -hmm. he might be having some growing pain, some pano stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah. It's it's always good to plan ahead and, uh, you know, know what's going on. And that's yeah. too, or if you guys have the lifeline of your dog, your service dog, stuff like that to jot in there to ask, you know, ask the vet and to Definitely make sure we can try, try the toppers for Moose. He's the one that's underweight. So try toppers, the, the toppers that have the organ meats that, that, um, cause he's not the one with the allergies to that. Correct. So, right. Yep. I'm here. And Susan okay. said she's kind of contact Hills to find out the info. Thank you. Thank you guys. You're welcome. So we're going to skedaddle. Thank you so much for joining us and um, 10 months old and 80 yeah. pounds for moose. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I would definitely. definitely. And, and see too, when he's wet, cause he's a fluffy golden, see if he has that nice tuck in see, or hips, mm -hmm. the waist and see if he has a tuck from underneath. So the, the pictures guys to the infographics that we used, I am not going to put them on Dream Ducks because I can't upload files to Dream Ducks that are PDFs and I don't want to change them up because that's going to take time. So instead, I'm going to make you join How to Train Your Service Dog and they will be in the file section there because I can upload PDFs. Okay. So if you have not joined How to Train Your Service Dog group on Facebook, what are you waiting for? You just have to answer the questions to get in. Mm -hmm. Even if it's I don't have a service dog, but I want to see the stuff on weight loss, I will let you in for that. Okay. So I will see you guys next week at the same bat time and the same bat channel. Bye. Bye.